Welcome to Aging is Living, a podcast brought to you by Central Plains Area Agency on Aging, which highlights topics and people who promote purposeful living and positive aging. On this episode, we are celebrating Senior Nutrition Program's 50th anniversary. For the past 50 years, the Senior Nutrition Program has offered opportunities and social interactions and access to a wide variety of programs and services to help older adults stay active, healthy, and engaged in their communities. These services include both home-delivered meals and healthy meals served in group settings, such as senior centers and faith-based locations. In addition, the programs provide a range of services, including nutrition screening, assessment, education, and counseling. This is all possible through grants provided by the Older Americans Act Nutrition Program, to help support nutrition services for older people throughout our country. On this podcast, we're joined by Jane Burns, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Jane, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your past and, you know, how you got here. Sure, Joe. I'm a senior myself, (laughs) and I've been dealing with seniors for some years um, in nursing homes at the Y. I currently teach one university level class in nutrition and I uh, really like the idea of uh, seeing what young younger folks um, uh, what their perspective is on nutrition health wellness uh, and it's very similar uh, to older folks um, to my age mates um, Lots of them, um, you know, pay lip service to nutrition, some more honestly than others. But honestly, I just took this little uh, uh, survey by way of an assignment. What's important to you? What are the be- the uh, obstacles um, to eating more healthfully? And, and they all answered, um, you know, time and convenience. Um, they I didn't mind cooking so much as cleaning up after preparing food. <laughs> Interesting. Many of them preferred to eat in restaurants, preferred to eat out of bags. <laughs> so that bag of chips that you get to go all the way to the bottom of. Plenty of older folks are like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read Friday the uh, the release of a study that said nearly two-thirds of adults 60, 65 and older in the United States eat an unhealthy diet. <laughs> Only 1% of all adults eat the American Heart Association's ideal of fruits, veggies, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. And I should say fish in there, but I personally don't eat very much fish. <laughs> So I'm not part of that 1% (laughs) that does everything perfectly. But I encourage people not to be perfect, but to do what what they can. To be an 80-20 person, a 90-10 person, (laughs) even a 50-50 person. Mm -hmm. To work toward more fruits and vegetables, more whole grains, more nuts and seeds we're finding those are magic as well for heart health and you know heart health is um, or cardiovascular is the number one killer still in the united states it is possible to eat lots more 
um, fruits and vegetables, uh, cooked or uncooked. Um, some people during COVID have gotten happy in the kitchen. Um, they're preparing more food at home and finding, whoa, that's lots cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to say about my students' uh, results, they they continue to uh, perceive that uh, or believe that nutrition is expensive, that healthful foods are expensive. And I want to blow a hole in that because um, marketing makes everything expensive. For example, most of my students think that they need to eat protein nonstop and all day long. Um, but they've been learning about antioxidants, <laughs> the thing, the um, substances that uh, we don't have RDAs for yet, but they're uh, packed into colorful fruits and vegetables, <clears throat> like blueberries and strawberries and kale. Think of kale. Think of the challenge of making kale delicious, and some folks do. Mm-hmm. Um eating uh, closer to um, fresh seasonal foods um, is a challenge that some of them are are interested in. Um, uh, Foods from the fields are are less expensive when they're in season, and uh, we're supporting the local economy with that as well. So farmers markets will be opening up again soon i hope i like that oh me too i think that's a really important point that you just touched and you know that the expense that comes with um transportation of foods and marketing and stuff like that that's what makes it expensive and like you said when you get it locally you're cutting all of that out yes another uh news item in Nutrition, and I have another couple up my sleeve as well, um, is what's called ultra-processed food. Mm-hmm. So there's all that packaging, but to make that um, uh, less nutritious, to make it last on the shelf, um, so those Oreos or whatever are going to taste the same in a year, <clears throat> they take out a lot of uh, nutrients and so um, something like 60% of Americans' calories now come from ultra processed foods, so they're paying for all that packaging and, and sold through all that marketing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Marketers are very good at convincing us that, oh, just drink that and eat that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where basic foods don't advertise, don't have that marketing, those carrots just sit there and and wait to be crunched with all their vitamin A and all their fiber. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's another good point. The ultra-processed food, because not only are they taking away some of those basic nutrients, but they're also adding in things to stabilize them on that shelf, yes. like high amounts of sodium and preservatives and things, and processing them even further so that they can last longer. And the, I think you know that's one thing I try to preach in the diabetes prevention program is, you know, People get paid a lot of money to make you think that this is good for you or this is healthy. When you learn to educate yourself, you can realize that maybe they're pulling a a quick one on you. (laughs) Maybe. Probably. (laughs) If something's heavily advertised, that is probably a tip-off right there. Mm. And there are lots of clever ways that they know to get to you. 
um, to make you believe something that's actually not true. Um, some people, for example, morph right into pills. <laughs> Oh, if we need lutein, here's a lutein pill. <laughs> I'd better eat that pill. We we are um, addicted to easy foods, easy nutrients, but pills are not um, uh, the magic they claim to be. In fact, pills are kind of a placebo. <laughs> and um, I think of vitamin pills as so last century, <laughs> because we know so much more about what's actually nourishing and, and what they can pack in a pill or in an ultra-processed food or a protein bar that's mostly protein. Well, we need a whole array of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. So antioxidants, <laughs> that's on my top list of things to talk about, those colorful uh, Many of them are pigments mm -hmm. that are contained in those bright um, fruits and vegetables. Uh, one of the things, one of the new things in nutrition, new nutrition, N-E-W, new <laughs> nutrition, <laughs> is uh, awareness of the microbiome, that we have 10 times as many cells in our bodies as we have our own human cells. And most of them are working on our side. Um, if we feed them what they want to eat, if we feed them the typical Western diet, hamburgers and French fries and soft drinks, we get a, we grow a different batch than if we are feeding them fiber that they use for energy and and um, uh, that whole array of fruits and vegetables and whole grains. Um, Let's see. So that the American food supply doesn't match our health needs. That's the biggest disappointment, and that's why students and my age mates kind of skip around. They, to go through a grocery store, there's all that, <laughs> that packaging that screams at them, mm -hmm. and those, the carrots and kale and whole grain pasta that... <laughs> that needs to be prepared. Um, I'm, I'm glad that some people in the pandemic have gotten back into their own kitchens because what's really expensive is eating at restaurants. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And not only that, but you don't really know what's going in it. When you cook it yourself, you know the ingredients, you know where they came from, um, how certain things are prepared. But, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you could have good intentions by ordering broccoli or Brussels sprouts just to find that they were fried in bacon grease and heavily salted <laughs> to make them taste good, yeah, you know. Do doesn't everything have bacon on it right now? <laughs> bacon or butter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I want to uh, credit your specialty as well. Physical activity is an important partner, partner in wellness, you're, you're the wellness guy, and I think of myself as a wellness person as well. Not just the absence of illness, but vigor yeah. <laughs> to do what you want to do. Not just surviving, but thriving. Thriving. Um, and food is not necessarily a promise, but it's a probability toward um, compromised health, as some of my age mates are 
undergoing right now, I'm sorry to say, um, or, or actual vigor and feeding um, body cells and microbiomes what, <laughs> what they want to eat and what makes them healthy makes you healthy. Absolutely. No, I love that you brought that up because it is something that you may not have heard of so much 20 years ago because was it I, I wasn't in the field was it just not unknown completely or just oh, pushed yes. under the rug oh that oh no the microbiome is so interesting because they didn't know about it until the human uh, um, biome analyses were finished they they go wait a minute wow <laughs> and so at that time that was barely more than 20 years ago there were four or five studies and now there are gazillions I'm glad mm-hmm. to say um, so that taking those pills on those uh, shelves that are all marshaled up with identical healthy looking bottles of pills those probiotics and prebiotics we, we have no idea that they are as healthful as we know array of food is um, the the Mediterranean diet for example um, just keeps people, hearts healthier less cancer um, uh, food patterns matter not one day and um, a holiday or a, um, a one a sweet tea but pl- but the food pattern the awareness of of what we're doing and and what we need to do and it has to go kind of beyond the food supply it's there you have to look harder and you probably have to cook it yourself Mm -hmm. or just cut it up yourself or just you know veggies turn delicious if you roast them that was a secret (laughs) i didn't know that um a few minutes ago you talked about sodium and that's that's a very big issue um, in ultra-processed foods and um, restaurant and fast foods as well. Um, d- we know that blood pressure rises as people age, and there's a direct relationship in most people with the amount of salt that they eat, which in the United States is very, very high. This is National Nutrition Month. It is. <laughs> and um, the, um, the slogan is... Uh, celebrate uh, flavors. There are so many flavors. I was just reading the history of nutmeg. <laughs> really, I'm curious now. <laughs> that in the you know the 15th century, in fact, it was only grown on one island, and they they didn't let those seeds get off the island. And then the Portuguese came, and the <laughs> Spaniards came, and the English came, and <laughs> the secret was out. So I. <laughs> Um, and they did that for health. In fact, I read that uh, people um, in the in, during the plague um, wore clothes of nutmeg around their neck. And that, again, that's probably a placebo. <laughs> the history of spices, especially, is interesting. Yeah, but, but celebrate celebrate that there are lots of flavors. Um, I, I, we need a little dab of sodium salt in mm-hmm. our lives, but there are so many other ways to make things taste wonderful. Um, lemon and salsa and 
and cumin and <laughs> cilantro. It just goes mm. on and on. Many ways to make tasty food. That's very true. I, yeah, I love that you said that. Um, you were talking earlier a little bit about probiotics, prebiotics, and uh, antioxidants. And I think a lot of people think of those as a vitamin that you take in a pill form. I don't think I a lot of people realize that the the purpose is to get those from real food. And then if you're maybe in a climate or in a, a you know, have certain um, illnesses or food allergies that prevent you from having those from the whole food, then maybe supplement with the, the, the vitamin form as a secondary option. <laughs> it really is kind of a placebo. Um, there really is no research that people are healthier with any of those pills. Wow. Zero. And over a long period of time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a mindset, and, and, and it, slides it slides over in the United States. We just feel, some of us feel really good about pills. Mm -hmm. I should have said some other people feel good about pills. <laughs> I'm sort of a nocebo Not person. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I enjoy food mm -hmm. too much. I enjoy the socialness of food. I enjoy the aromas, fresh baked bread. Um, food is a, a world of colors and fun and tastes and textures. And um, when we shortcut it with same old, same old, um, we're shortcutting our health. Food patterns matter. So um, take five more minutes and and, and get that oatmeal <laughs> with some blueberries or maybe some walnuts. and um, It doesn't take long to put together food from fresher origins. Sure. Well, and that's interesting because uh, you brought up the Mediterranean diet and how it tends to have, you know, better results as far as heart health and overall. But whenever you look at it, it's not, it's not like the Mediterranean diet exactly prohibits you from eating certain things. You know, you're allowed to eat your your nuts, your fish, your bread, and, you know, it's not demonizing a certain uh, food group by any means. It's just getting a well-rounded whole food diet. That's true. <clears throat> One of the specialties of the Mediterranean diet is unsaturated fats, so that's oils and stuff as opposed to butter. But there's not as much red meat. There's not as much salt. Um, um there's not uh, there there are there's plenty of good eating mm -hmm. and um, and that's good for the heart um, it's good for uh, blood sugar uh, for folks with diabetes another statistic I read is um, that almost half of the entire adult population of the United States have either pre-diabetes or diabetes and and that's not necessary um, because food and physical activity can um, can get us back to health and vigor. Absolutely. And that statistic is quite alarming. Um, it makes me curious as to what it'll look like after COVID. Because we've all been sitting in front of screens. Some of us 
were taking walks outside. Yeah, it seems like there was an apolarization of how people spent that extra time. And gardening got big. That's something I'm trying to get into this year. We bought our first house, so I'm finally Uh, able to uh, create my garden, start and try. But uh, that's my goal is to be more connected to my food, you know, be able to take part in the production and you know, because I'm, I'm, I've always loved cooking. That's always been my, my kind of thing. Now I want to take that next step. Now I can prepare it. Now yeah, I want to so. make it so I can prepare it. <laughs> so I'm kind of a careless gardener myself, but um, but I had this big pile. There's a name for it. A whole Hugel's culture that I just slapped some um, squash seeds in. Last summer, remember, it was a very dry year. Mm-hmm really hot I watered that sucker two times and got a whole bunch of squash in fact I still have some in my kitchen all I did was look at it every so often and I had wonderful tomatoes even though I I neglect them awfully (laughs) they paid me back Um, um, but the other thing about gardening yes it's fresh so much tastier Kansas tomatoes are so much tastier than store-bought tomatoes. But um, it's it's excellent activity as well. So bending and stooping and um, do, doing all the tending of um, a, a real gardener. I can't claim to be a real gardener. <laughs> and the other thing I, I personally did a lot of during COVID was walking outside where... Um, where any germs were um, diluted to the max, and yet you could do that socially. You could <laughs> you, you could have partners that you could visit with. We missed socialization a lot, and uh, and I'm liking getting back into that sharing meals with people in my home, in restaurants. Um, I like that world of flavors that are out there in restaurants, and that socialization makes it worth it. But me, I think food from my own kitchen is just as good as <laughs> any restaurant. Okay, maybe it's not as pretty. <laughs> right. But I've been dazzled at salads. Who knew salads could be so wonderful? Mm. Salads are that sometimes those little wet things, cold, wet <laughs> Douse it with some cheese and ranch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there can be just a world of things. I realized I've, I've purchased those um, bagged salads that mm-hmm. are popular now. Um, I've done that a couple of times, and I realized that one of the reasons, ways they make them really palatable is to put in some raisins or cranberries or so, a little dab of something chewy and sweet in with all that kale and lettuce and other and cabbage and stuff, so there's a lot of crunch, but there's a really satisfying um, sweetness as well. Mm-hmm. So it makes it harder, uh, easier to lay lower on cookies and cakes and yeah, you're still getting that that that, uh, that sweetness, yeah. you know, but yeah. it's not coming from something that's ultra processed. It's coming from just regular craisin. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or raisin, or even prunes. Mm. I mean, an array of fruit. Uh, uh, putting um, those bright colored strawberries or um, blueberries in a green salad works also. It doesn't have to be laden with cheese, and I'm not knocking cheese. <laughs> but there are plenty of other things to right. put in, and they look 
so pretty. <laughs> what is it? Feed the eyes, right? With all the colors and <laughs> yes. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I love that. You know, many people right off the bat say healthful foods are too expensive. That's pretty standard. But um, nutritious foods versus eating in restaurants and eating ultra-processed foods, I think that's sort of a, a not in the last century perspective, but certainly a couple of years ago. Basic foods are so much less expensive. Yeah, and I think the confusion is is what we were talking about earlier, the marketing. So if you go to a, a grocery store and buy products from the grocery store, the ones that are seemingly healthy will be more expensive. And I think that's where that knee-jerk response comes from. Well, healthy food's expensive. Well, the on the off the shelf maybe, but whenever you create that food yourself from you know the the main ingredients you're absolutely right it is much less expensive and tasty Mm. you know i i have noticed recently in you know walgreens and cvs i mean in um uh, drug stores as well as grocery stores that the nutrition label (laughs) is where all those bars are (laughs) all those protein bars and fiber bars and the wrapped up um, 150 calorie stuff that is also high in sodium. I mean, some of them are. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not knocking them all, but mostly. And that they get the nutrition label. The, the, <laughs> the hanger in front of that shelf says nutrition. Seems so a little misleading, huh? Marketing comes plenty of uh, ways that try to fool you. Yeah, they should put that right over the produce sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, organic food, that's one last point that I want to make, that um, all basically all of the research that's done on the value of fruits and vegetables, the benefits, um, has been done on conventional foods. Rather, I'm, I, I'm definitely not knocking conventional foods, but the pesticide levels on them are definitely within tolerance. Pesticide levels are set um, so that they're a hundred times less than would do you any harm. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that all fruits and vegetables are good for folks, and whole grains and nuts and seeds. Shall I go on? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So there's another component. Whenever people start to cook their own food and even get to the point of gardening it, you become a lot more mindful of what you're putting in your mouth, or at least that's in my personal experience. Instead of that hand-to-mouth action that we've gotten used to where you buy something, you throw it in your mouth, now you're, you're, you're preparing it, you're making sure it's at, you know, peak freshness and... You, you care about it a lot more. You know, if, if, if you burn something, you, you get upset. <laughs> I just feel like that, that mindfulness not only helps you appreciate the food and the nutrition that you're getting from it, but it helps you kind of slow down and think about something before you eat it. There has been for some time in Europe something called the slow food movement that is relishing food and and where it comes from if you have to pick those gooseberries off in a field if you if you um if you prepare it if you smell it that you savor it a a 
the most memorable meal in my whole life was when some folks from another country came. And and meals, they, they visited my house, They those meals lasted all night long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple dishes of sort of this is the potato course, and this is the <laughs> the carrot course. The ladies cooked that in my kitchen all day long, and we ate all that, all night long. That didn't mean overeating. It meant uh, balancing flavors and conversation and textures, and 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 it's an appetite. Food is an appetite <laughs> that nature gave us to enjoy. Um, we should be enjoying food instead of doing same old, same old, the, the habitual hamburger and french fries. You know, we haven't even started to talk about food engineering, but um, fast food burgers are designed to eat in a couple of bites, so you don't really notice them. The, <laughs> you can eat them quickly and, um, and, and swallow them quickly and and then you're ready for more. Oh, look, there's some cookies over there, too. <laughs> oh, I haven't touched your french fries yet. Right. I mean, it's fast food is designed to be fast and sort of not noticeable, to be a habit rather than something that's truly interesting. Mm. No, that's a very good point, that hyper-palatable food you know that buzzword, hyperpalatable, the layering of salt, uh, sugar, and fat. Just to trick your brain into wanting more, right? Or not maybe on purpose, but that's the, the result that it has? Yes. There's a huge amount of food engineering based on that, how you layer those and you make them so that people almost cannot resist. It just you just keep going with the massive restaurant plate you just got. I mean, I'm a clean your plate kind of person anyway. But when food is engineered uh, to keep on going with it, with the they call it the bliss point, where sugar, salt, and fat combine, um, not too much and not too little, but lots more than we need. Mm. <laughs> The bliss point. The bliss point. I haven't heard of the bliss point, but that makes a lot of sense. Is there any tips that you could share for people that are trying to get away from all of those ultra-processed, highly palatable foods and try to transition to more of a whole food, at least maybe not predominantly their whole food diet, but at least to start implementing those and to start kind of sprinkling them into their diet? Sprinkling them into their diet. Don't be afraid especially for people who are not totally unable to take care of themselves, Um, for people who have enough foresight to realize their health is under their control mostly. It's not a promise, but it's a probability that appropriate food will help their health and physical activity as well. But having that mindset instead of blowing it off, Instead of, ah, <laughs> I'm doing what I always do. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad always da 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 Guy foods and fear of kitchens and um, um, other reasons to stay out of your own kitchen. Uh, one of my students on that assignment that I talked about 
<laughs> has learned to be delighted. He, <laughs> I was so surprised with his uh, submission that uh, he's 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 un, uncovering plenty of things that make him happy in the kitchen, plenty of flavors and textures, and um, and he's and he's wanting to take care of his health yeah. for the rest of his life. That's another perspective, you know, that's um, lost with pills. <laughs> when you just take a shoebox of pills or whatever array, you're losing your own, res- your own talents at managing walking, um, preparing food, sleeping, the things that are basic to good health. Mm-hmm. We're sloughing them off to pills, and I'm not. I'm not um, uh, suggesting anyone stop anything that's being prescribed to them. I'm not trying to be a super doctor. I am saying trust food. <laughs> yeah, I think that's an important message. You say that you know the nutrition is important, but so it kind of goes hand in hand with physical activity. Yes. Yes. And. I feel like a lot of people, there's a stigma around that word of exercise or physical activity that you have to be, you know, go to the gym and get on the treadmill. But um, what I try to tell people is it's not, you don't have to think about formal exercise. While it is important and you do have to work on some things more than others, um, just moving more throughout the day, being on your feet. Yes. So just by the act of um, preparing your food in the kitchen instead of sitting down, not moving your body. You're standing. You're doing. You're thinking. You're chopping. You're, and then afterwards you're cleaning. And so while it seems troublesome if you're not used to it, those are all things that are going to help you. It, it all works together to it help does. you be living a healthier lifestyle. We know now there's something called sedentarianism. Where people um, maybe retire, many of your listeners will be retired, and they turn on the TV set and don't get up until they can't get up, um, they, or other screen uh, distractions. Um, we're saying now that people need to stand up, do something every 30 minutes, mm-hmm. that a big workout once a week, it, I'm not sliding that, but that moving using the electricity in the body is necessary to the body. Um, so um, my students make a big deal about working out and, and and they drive to the gym and that's a big deal to some of them. But um, but any kind of physical activity. Me, I stopped going to a gym in, you know, during COVID and I didn't get there as much as I wanted to anyway. But I walk, and 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 to, <laughs> and, and that's exercise, um, that's physical activity. In fact, physical activity is what I like to call it, as opposed mm-hmm. to exercise. I like to call it nutrition instead of diet. Mm-hmm. I like to call <laughs> words are important. <laughs> Absolutely, especially when you're trying to convince somebody to adopt a new habit or lifestyle um some of those words can be daunting but they need to realize or i try to help them realize that it's normal stuff it's just how you look at it yeah just moving more throughout the day doesn't mean that you're not able to live your life happily sure if anything you're probably going to find more uh fulfillment from it 
Yeah. You know, I walk recreationally as well. I mean, I like walking around the river and stuff, but I live in what's called a 20-minute neighborhood. So I can walk and do, walk to the grocery store, walk to the hardware store, walk to get my hair cut. (laughs) Wow. But that's Uh, almost lucky in Wichita, isn't it? um, It is. Um, I chose where I live because of that, that I... um, my my mom was a walker, and she thought it was ludicrous. She couldn't wrap her mind around driving to walk. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> she, so she was a wonderful role model that she would walk to the grocery store um, and um, and sometimes get more than she could carry back, which meant she just needed to go a little more often. But... Um, um, it, every kind of movement counts. So whether that's gardening or dancing or walking um, or or just stretching, it all counts. You know that. You're the guy with that uh, <laughs> yeah. credential. Motion is lotion is my, my uh, uh, favorite phrase to use. Uh, rest is rest. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a website, I think it's the ACSM, American College of Sports mm-hmm. Medicine, that has the website that says um, exercisesmedicine.org mm-hmm. or something. Um, it is. <laughs> it truly is. For it's m- what you can feed things. yourself instead of pills. For yeah. physical and mental health as well. Oh my, yes. Um, I mentioned to you before we started officially visiting that I, I spend a lot of time with decision makers on many levels, trying to convince people <laughs> that we don't have to re- restrict ourselves to cars, that we need to enable active transportation. In fact, there's a movement afoot that I hope works, that that there, there's the possibility of a better train uh, uh, service through Wichita, probably in the distant future, but just our getting ourselves out of our machines and using our own bodies is is a health benefit that pays back at the other end when folks aren't so sick, when they're not going to the doctor. Maybe you know folks who's who only get out of the house to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get out of the house for pl- <laughs> plenty of other good stuff, <laughs> and that's a better way to live. Yeah, no, I think that's an important point. Absolutely. And it uh, allows you to be independent. I mean, instead of relying on doctors, medicine, assistive devices, caregivers, instead of you know relying on others to yes. to um, live your life, yes. now you're gaining your independence back, and you're uh, able to do those things hopefully for longer. You get it, Joe. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> and I hope your listeners do as well. <laughs> I hope so as well. <clears throat> I, I'm going to end with just one perspective. It's called the stages of change. So, and I used to do that when I would see patients and clients. Um, you, you sort of ask them why they're there, and their mindset is uh, nothing wrong with me. <laughs> they're not ready. But um, the next stage is, um, I'm forgetting what the, those stages, pre-contemplation. Mm-hmm. There's something, wait a minute, there's something here 
my wife tells me, my doctor tells me, whatever. There's there's something I should be doing. Contemplation, which um, they're sort of getting ready. The stage is doing it. <laughs> whatever health or habit change is they're contemplating or uh, adopting. And then there's some relapse and re, you know, renewal. People, I learned that you can't, you can't get to those people who don't think that there's anything wrong. But you really aim for the people who are alert enough to think, wait a minute, I can do better. Um, and, uh, and, and how to do better. Some people automatically turn to pills, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I hope we've reached some folks who are interested in the pleasures of food, the joy of food, <laughs> uh, the Mediterranean diet, the healthy plate. Um, when you Google myplate.gov, um, it shows that half of the plate is recommended to be fruits and vegetables because that's the outstanding research that we have. Half of consumption should be fruits and vegetables, and then uh, a quarter, a little more than a quarter of grains, mostly whole grains, and then protein, which comes in so many ways. Yes, there's meat and chicken and fish and stuff, but there's also uh, protein in plenty of other foods. I mean, I, I realized recently that there's more protein in the hot dog, hot dog bun oh my than in the hot dog. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting one. I haven't heard that, but I believe it. Yeah, check the package. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was the two things I had in front of me that startled me. We we have plenty of assumptions about food, and we should go out and explore all those fruits, vegetables, and whole grains and miscellaneous sources of protein. Um, Americans get there is hardly anybody who's short on protein in the United States. Maybe those tea and toast people who really have zero appetite, but they're not getting, um, you know, all those antioxidants and vitamins and stuff that 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 come from 1,500, 2,000, 2,500 calories a day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, um, and and the other part about the. Um, the my plate is is dairy, which is the the calcium source, and plenty of us of all ages need that calcium as well. That's very true. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I appreciate all of the information that you shared and everything that you have done and do for the <clears throat> health and wellness community. If any of our listeners are curious or want to learn more about senior nutrition programs, uh, feel free to. Look at our website, cpaaa.org, or you can call our Information Resource Center at 855-200-2372. From all of us at Central Plains Area Agency on Aging, aging is living and living is a wonderful thing. <laughs>